Yada 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 Oh my god, wait, wait, it would've been cuter. Are you ready? Okay. It girl in crime, murder, and mystery. So last week's case, if you haven't listened yet, was episode number three and about infamous Lake Natron. Lake Natron is known for turning animals into stone or so legend says. Last week's Thursday mini of mystery goes over that circumstance. It was short and sweet, but was some of my best work, if I don't say so myself. Though last week's Thursday mini's topic was of mystery, I decided this week to go back in time and discuss a time of Nazi occupation during World War II. On my channel, I explore cases that affect vulnerable people in sometimes unexplained circumstances from different areas of the world, not just America. And with today's case, the algorithm showed me a TikTok, a post made by History in Time. It was short, as most TikToks are, but had multiple slides about these young women. Today, we will discuss a case of crime, though these women are not criminals, but during Nazi occupation in many parts of Europe, what they were doing was anti-Nazi, and to be against Nazi propaganda was a deadly crime. The brave at the time young women and teen girl we will talk about today are, apologies if I butcher their names, Hani Schaft, Truce Overstingen, and Freddie Overstingen. These three helped in their courageous way with the uprising against Nazi occupation. This is the story of heroes, Hani, Truce, and Freddie, that were seen as wanted criminals by Nazi leaders for their crimes against the regime. But before we go on, hey y'all, I'm Jay, and you're about to watch a segment of Thursday Minis, short content minis released every Thursday that can be found on It Girl in Crime, Murder, and Mystery. Remember, these Thursday minis can be viewed on all podcast platforms, but not YouTube. This past Monday on my regular long form episode, I went over the billionaire submarine case that's being broadcasted all over mainstream media. The episode was very eye-opening and controversial. Now let's begin. Let's first go over a few facts if you did not know much about World War II or Nazi Germany. Then we will go over the Netherlands forced occupation. And lastly, we will talk about the three courageous women that became a product of that anti-human regime. Quoted from history.com, World War II, the largest and deadliest conflict in human history, involved more than 50 nations and was fought on land, sea, and air in nearly every part of the world. Also known as the Second World War, it was caused in part by the economic crisis of the Great Depression and by political tensions left unresolved following the end of World War I. The war began when Nazi Germany invaded Poland in 1939 and raged across the globe until 1945. When Japan surrendered to the United States after atomic bombs were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. By the end of World War II, an estimated 60 to 80 million people had died including up to 55 million civilians and numerous cities in Europe and Asia were reduced to rubble. Among the people killed were 6 million Jews murdered in Nazi concentration camps as part of Hitler's diabolical final solution, now known as the Holocaust. The legacy of the war included the creation of the United Nations as a peacekeeping force. 
During World War II and the rise of the Nazi regime, Nazi Germany decided to occupy and take over its neighbors, the Netherlands, Belgium, and Luxembourg. According to the Holocaust Museum, Nazi Germany invaded the Netherlands in May of 1940 and established a civilian administration dominated by the SS. Despite Dutch neutrality, as part of Fall Gelb, aka KCLO. On May 15th of 1940, one day after the bombing of Rotterdam, the Dutch forces surrendered. The Dutch government and the royal family relocated to London. The invaders placed the Netherlands under German occupation, which lasted in some areas until German surrender in May of 1945. Active resistance, at first carried out by a minority, grew in the course of the occupation. The occupiers deported the majority of the country's Jews to Nazi concentration camps. Side note, if you know about the story of arguably the most popular Jewish person of the time, Anne Frank, she was actually captured and killed in the Netherlands after fleeing Germany with her family in 1945. World War II occurred in four distinct phases in the Netherlands. Phase 1, September 1939 to May 1940. After the war broke out, the Netherlands declared neutrality. The country was subsequently invaded and occupied. Phase 2, May of 1940 to June of 1941, an economic boom caused by orders from Germany combined with the Velvet Glove approach from Arthur C.'s Inquart resulted in a comparatively mild occupation. Phase 3, June of 1941 to June of 1944, as the war intensified, Germany demanded higher contributions from occupied territories resulting in a decline of living standards. Repression against the Jewish population intensified and thousands were deported to extermination camps. The Velvet Glove approach ended. Phase 4. From June 1944 to May 1945, conditions deteriorated further, leading to starvation and lack of fuel. The German occupation authorities gradually lost control over the situation. Nazis wanted to make a last stand and commit acts of destruction. Others tried to mitigate the situation. This is where we get into the three teenage girls and how they helped during this resistance. According to the BBC, during World War II, the Nazi occupation of the Netherlands turned three teenage girls into fierce resistance fighters. Truce Overstingen, Freddie Overstingen, and Hani Schaft have been remembered for their technique of luring collaborators into the forest for them to be executed. The New York Times wrote, Truce, her younger sister Freddie, and law student Hani Schaft were among a handful of young women who took on clandestine roles to destabilize Nazis during the Second World War. While women's resistance work was largely confined to spying, code breaking, and typing, few actively dared to take on the work of the Dutch trio as underground assassins. Although their roles in the underground were at first confined to stealing Dutch identity documents to help persecuted Jews, the three quickly graduated to more ruthless duties. Raised primarily by their mother, Trange, after their parents divorced, Freddie and Truce grew up as communists in what was then the village of Scholten now part of Harlem in North Holland. Truce Overstingen, who was just three months shy of 17 when Germany invaded the Netherlands in May of 1940, was a newly minted member of the Dutch resistance. She had been mostly designed to hide Jewish children, political dissidents, and homosexuals in various safe houses throughout Harlem, which was about 12 miles west of Amsterdam. Freddie, the youngest, who was just 14, 
16 when she began to work for the resistance, was often mistaken for a schoolgirl, and was dispatched as a courier delivering important messages during the occupation. Hani, barely 20 when the Netherlands was invaded, made a point of teaching herself German for the work. Striking with red hair and milky white skin, she became an expert at starting seemingly casual conversations with Dutch Nazis and German soldiers. Suggesting that they accompany her on romantic walks to the woods, they would often be shot dead by her male comrades who were lying in wait. But later, all three young women worked to seduce Nazis, applying makeup and bright red lipstick to pick up soldiers at bars and lure them to their deaths. While the three young women often relied on the men of the resistance for the ambush and shooting, they were not shy about using guns themselves and became experts at shooting targets from their bikes. After each attack, Truce recalled she often fainted or broke down in tears. In addition to killing Nazis, Hani also worked to sabotage German military installations, bombing power lines, and munitions shipments. The Overstingens worked closely with Hani, part of an underground cell of seven committed and fierce fighters. When seen at the location of a particular assassination, Hani was identified as the girl with red hair. Her involvement led the girl with the red hair to be placed on Nazis' most wanted list. She was eventually arrested at a military checkpoint in Harlem on the 21st of March, 1945, while distributing the illegal communist newspaper, The Warhide, aka The Truth, which was a cover story. She was transporting secret documentation for the resistance. She was brought to a prison in Amsterdam. After much interrogation, torture, and solitary confinement, Schaft was identified by the roots of her hair by her former colleague, Anna Winjoff. Schaft was executed by Dutch Nazi officials on the 17th of April, 1945. Although at the end of the war, there was an agreement to stop executions, she was shot dead three weeks before the end of the war in the dunes of Overveen. Two men known as Matthew Schmitz and Martin Cooper took her to the execution site. Schmitz shot her in the head at close range. After the war and grieving over the loss of Schaft, Freddie and Truce tried to enter civilian life following the war. Freddie got married and had children, which she later said was her way of dealing with the trauma, while Truce poured her emotions into artwork, sculpting memorials of Schaft, and wrote a memoir. They both had post-traumatic stress and nightmares. The sisters were ostracized because they had worked closely with the Communist Party in a country that became anti-Soviet after the war. The Overstingens didn't even receive a pension for their wartime work until well into the 1960s, she said. So you guys mean to tell me that these women risked their lives. One of their friends was murdered and assassinated. And all of a sudden, when the war is over, they don't get even a thank you? Uh well, after, Supreme Allied Commander Dwight Eisenhower awarded Hani Schaft a Medal of Freedom. Truce was honored by Yad Vashem in Jerusalem for her work in protecting Jews, and she and Freddie were awarded the Mobilization Cross by the Dutch primary in 2014. Truce passed away in 2016 at the age of 92, and Freddie passed away two years later at the same age of 92. These brave and courageous heroes lived life as anyone would hope to when an inhumane regime is taking over, fighting back for those that can't. I felt the want to tell a story about this time in the world and I'm fortunate enough to be able to tell the stories of these three brave woman heroes. 
Thank you for watching and following my show on the exclusive podcast platform of your choosing. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Thursday Minis and more to come. If you've made it this far, subscribe, like, and follow on Spotify, YouTube, Google, or Apple Podcasts, linked in the description box. You have tuned into It Girl in Crime, Murder, and Mystery. See y'all next episode. Bye.